Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Standard Definition, the Retro Nostalgia Podcast here on the Boss Rush Network. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Dierig, and alongside me, as always, for this trip down Indiana Jones Lane, is none other than my favorite co-host on the Citadel, the Joy of EXP cast, Stoyovich. What's going on? Once again, I think I tried to think of some sort of cool Indiana Jones line in the first one. Couldn't think of one. Tried to think of another one today. Couldn't think of one. I'm like the worst possible person for this project. But You should have wrote it in your diary so you wouldn't have to remember. <laughs> See, I'll remember that one for the Last Crusade one, but now I can't use it because, you know. You can still use it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to try to remember that. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, everybody, Stoy and Laurent are doing a Mass Effect standard definition in the first episode. Went up last week, I want to say. So go check it out. Two weeks ago at this point. Just check it out. Yeah. Good time. Just two, just two Mass Effect nerds talking about Mass Effect. That's it. Nerds. It's nerds. Bunch of nerds Speak, hanging out. Speaking of nerds, we got another Indiana Jones nerd with us. You know him. You love him. The man, the myth, the legend. Infinite underscore rewind himself, Matthew Keel. Hi, Matt. You call him Dr. Jones doll. <laughs> ah, yeah. Hold on to your potatoes. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. We love yes. Indiana Jones. How's, how's, how's everyone doing tonight? Everybody good? Everybody uh, even? Everybody having a good time? Hey, man, we're just... We're just living the dream, man. Just living the dream. Sitting here podcasting. I'm talking about Indiana Jones at the Temple of Doom into the microphone. You are. My uh, my 10-year-old self probably had no idea that this was going to happen. Mm. Mm. By the way, that when picture was... you sent in our group chat of you and your Indiana Jones t-shirt was classic. Oh, yeah. Solid. Classic. Solid. I know. I had I had to put that out there because I knew it, I knew it existed. And I knew if people wanted ammunition against me, that would be perfect. So mm. I, I gave everybody a handout. I'm that using one. that picture to promote the podcast. Okay, sure. Do what you got to do. <laughs> so that was um, when they... Uh, Put underneath it, this is me excited. <laughs> yes. Nah, man, I, I was looking hard. I had to look hardcore. No, the, um, that was at Disneyland when I was 14 years old. And that was the first year that they had the Indiana Jones experience and it was like a uh, simulator mm -hmm. and it was actually, it was actually a pretty solid simulator. Like, I mean, they had animatronics and they had like video of like a, uh, I remember like they had this video of like the boulder coming at us. And then like the, um, we had this experience where like the big Jeep that we were in, like dipped down and we drove underneath and it was, it was actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. At least my 14 year old body, uh, that was where I bought a fedora. I bought a fedora as well. Mm -hmm. So, I uh, there's a ride like that at Disney World, but it's not Indiana Jones. But it's the same type of ride. It's the Jeep where you get in, and it's like a, you know, the car kind of moves to emulate driving on rocks and stuff. It's a dinosaur ride, though. Dinosaurs, oh, it's a dinosaur ride. Are, dinosaurs okay. are chasing you. So, it's okay. literally called Dinosaur the Ride. So, all right. Well, maybe that's what they did. Yeah, well, I suppose it, uh, they could they could share notes. Yeah, well, Indiana Jones opened first. Yeah, which is way cooler. Which is like literally eighty percent of the reason why I want to go to Disneyland is to ride that ride. Yeah, and that'll be good. <laughs> you know, that and like you know whatever else is at Disneyland that's not at Disney World, but you know, it's cool. It's cool. Is there anything at Disneyland that's not at Disney World? 
Yeah. Uh, well, the the Indiana Jones ride, the all the Marvel stuff, uh, because of some weird contract that Marvel signed before Disney bought them with Universal. Uh, they can't have anything within like they can't have Avengers or X Men anywhere within like fifty miles of a Universal and a Disney park, <laughs> but only on this side of the Mississippi River. <laughs> so all the Marvel stuff at Disney World is the cosmic stuff, like Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange and like whatever is coming in the future. So wild, yeah, yeah. So there's like literally zero Marvel stuff at Disney right now, except for uh, they're opening a roller coaster, a Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, in this summer, which is fine, I guess. But that'd be cool. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like a. It's not like it's an indoor kind of like spinny roller coaster thing. I don't know. It it should be interesting. Uh, but the one that everybody the the ride that everybody's looking forward to right now is the Tron Light Cycle roller coaster that's opening at Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland, which is really exciting because they literally strap you into a light cycle next to one other person, and then you just go down this roller coaster. So. That'll be fun. It will be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, COVID goes away by November so we can go. It ain't going away. Mm. Nope. No, who's not. playing with Who's playing with toys in the background? Uh, that is my dog. <laughs> nope, it's oh, just okay. Matt. All right, and he is trying to be a diva. Dog, they be like that though. Go give him some cream cheese. Because he's big. No, Corey. Ah. No, no, Corey. Ah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, Corey. <laughs> I know. You keep know. asking me for that, Corey. I'm not going to do it. I know. I know. Anyways, this is this is uh, Standard Definition of the Retro Nostalgia Podcast here on the Bosphorus Network, where each and every Sunday we come together with our friends from around the internet to talk about games, movies, shows, and other topics that make us nostalgic. You can support us by getting the show two weeks early by heading over to Patreon, patreon.com. Slash Boss Rush Network or subscribe on free feeds. It's all free. Just a little perk for you for $1. If you listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a five-star review. You can catch all of our content on our YouTube channel and on BossRush.net. Uh, the merch store is open and you can get your standard definition Indiana Jones tee. Or mug or sticker or whatever you want. You can go there. Nicely, not Nice that it's uh, not copyrighted. Yeah, you can just download the font. Nice. You know? Hey, they didn't... They Redbubble has a really extensive copyright thing, okay? okay. They took down our Pow Block logo the first time. So I had to change it a little bit. What was uh, what was wrong with the Pow Block, Pow uh, Block logo? I, it said Nintendo Pow Block on it. I had to delete the oh, word okay. Nintendo. Just, just Nintendo <laughs> yeah, I just had to delete the word Nintendo. Uh, okay. But they let me use the Disney font for standard def, so... Okay. Because well, that's uh, cool. Yeah, because we're doing. Uh, if this is your first time here, we're doing MCU in review. We're doing Disney animation in review, and we're doing uh, Indiana Jones in review. So those are like the three major ones right now, and then kind of other ones sporadically in between. Uh, but yeah, they let us use the Disney font. I was shocked because I already had another font picked out for the Disney one, just in case. And they they approved three of them, three different colors. They approved so. 
We're in. We did it. We beat the mouse. Ha huh? <laughs> Take that, you old bastard. uh but we are not here to talk about disney we're not here to talk about mcu this week we are here to talk about indiana jones we did we do have a raiders of the lost ark episode up so if you want to go listen to that before this one i highly suggest it if you're watching on youtube it should just be the video right above in the playlist if you're listening on podcast feeds you're just gonna have to look for it Mm -hmm. it's literally titled raiders of the lost ark but we are talking about Temple of Doom, the second movie in the original Indiana Jones trilogy, but also positioned as a prequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall thoughts, gentlemen, before we dive into some of these stats? Well, Sorry, I'll let you go first. I mean, a lot of people don't know that this is a prequel. Yeah. Technically. Mm-hmm. I think it take it, it was weird. It weirded me out as a kid, like watching it, because I was like, "Wait a minute, this takes place before Raiders of the Lost Ark," and my my brain couldn't wrap, I, I couldn't wrap my head around that. And I was like, "Was it a mistake? Did they forget when Raiders of the Lost Ark was made? Did they forget when it took place?" And then obviously, when I got older, I I realized it was done on purpose, and they knew what they were doing, and it was a prequel. So, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Back when Indiana Jones was just kind of like a uh, like a dude for hire, like when you think about it, like Indiana Jones was kind of like th- I mean, this was the one movie that didn't have any like meaningful historical significance to him personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, he had that connection with his mentor, with uh, you know the Ark Ravenwood. of Covenant. Yeah, and then uh, the third one was the whole like you know. Uh, cup of christ thing with uh his father this one he's just like he's just some dude you know yeah. just jumping just out wrong of place and wrong time floating down wrong that. place at the wrong time he's like i'm just know? wandering around shanghai <laughs> carrying diamonds and i know how to speak multiple languages and i have all this i'm a history tr- i'm i'm amazing at 1930s pub quiz history <laughs> and also I read Victor Fleming's James Bond, and I wanted to wear a white suit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, yep. I know how to jump out of an airplane without a parachute. Yeah. <laughs> that's... Hey, man, just like a well-placed hill and a uh, a raft. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> While holding Look. on to two other people. <laughs> yeah. Look. <laughs> and for, I remember when Kingdom of the Crystal Skull came out. And everyone Great flipped movie. out. Everyone flipped out about the nuclear fridge. And I'm like, you don't remember that this man parachuted out of a plane with nothing but a an air raft, <laughs> and then went down a and side of a mountain into went off a... the side of a mountain <laughs> into the river rapids, and no one said anything. <laughs> and, and none of y'all had shit to say. Yep. Uh, oh, that fridge scene is pretty good. Oh yeah, I right. laughed. It's I laughed. Right. <laughs> I laughed. I was like, "That is." I mean, it's kind of classic Indiana Jones when you think about it. Like the most batshit way to like kind of escape a dangerous situation. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but... the dude fell off a tank down a cliff, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, just randomly shows up behind his dad. Like, oh wow, look at that! Like, no one said anything about that. Right? Like, How would he make it? Right? How would he survive? Yeah. Just saying. 
Magic. Man, I cannot wait till we do Last Crusade. That episode, <laughs> that episode's gonna be like four hours long. I'm not gonna lie to you. Probably, I, probably. As for, as for thoughts on Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, so I in the last episode I kind of went hard into like this is this is actually the bad one, um, but post a post a revisit. Uh, I still think this is the bad one, but also the spectacle of it is very, it, it goes real hard for whatever it's going for. And, uh, maybe it gets there. What is it, Babel? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you're talking about Temple of Doom again. I know, I know, I know. Doing a podcast. Um, uh, but I do, I, I, I think my favorite part of this is still the very piss poor rendition of anything goes at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. God. Because talk about, talk about a a cinematic, just like, not necessarily like that scene, that whole sequence is done very, very well. I think, I think Spielberg just demonstrates a knowledge of how to do old Hollywood musicals. It's wonderful. But then once you get to the rest of the movie, it's like that moment is like just a, car crash does so you think that was georgie boy's old idea to be like we should open with a musical number and no, spielberg's just I like don't, i don't i'll do don't my best I, I think that's more spielberg i'll bet you that's more spielberg than lucas me personally i've always heard that they just like george lucas and steven Spielberg just wanted to have fun with this like that's all this movie was about they were just wanting to just have some fun well, they have a really weird uh, <laughs> inclination weird on what of fun. fun means. <laughs> I know, no kidding. Guys, yeah, you know what's of... fun? Let's rip a guy's heart out and burn him alive and watch yeah. his heart burn in the guy's hand. That's hilarious. That'd be hilarious. Let's put monkey brains in it. No, honestly, like... Let's, let's that, put kids um... in slave camps. That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah let's whip them and stuff. <laughs> No, I, honestly, that's literally, like, what I heard was, like, during, like, the writing and the production of it, like... They were having a blast with like, oh, let's put a monkey brain scene in here. Let's have this duty cockroaches. Like, hmm. they were really just like, let's just have some fun with this. So it's so it's kind of funny, I guess, when you think about it, how like nonchalant and, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's... I don't know, I don't know the right phrasing, but it's like, oh, they they were just like, oh, let's just let's just fuck around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Th- I mean, this movie definitely like. If you look at all the movies together, this movie definitely, I feel like this movie kind of feels the most out of place, even though like, obviously Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is newer and they put that weird filter on the movie because it's an old, like it takes place not now. So we have to put this old timey filter on it. Like every other timepiece movie now, like Mm -hmm. this one kind of feels the most out of place, I think. Yeah. It it really does, and I think it even got to the point where Lawrence Kasdan like wanted nothing to do with it. Yeah, and he was the one that wrote the first one. Mm-hmm. And when they came up with this idea, I think I remember, like Lawrence was like, "I don't want to fuck that. What? What? I don't want to do that." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't either. He was coming off of Raiders and Empire Strikes Back. Like, why would he want to do something this like like this? You know? Yeah, it's uh. I don't know. This movie is definitely really weird. It's it starts weird. The whole plot of the movie is weird. Like 
just everything is just so weird in this mm-hmm. movie that it's like man and i wonder i like i wonder why they decided to position it as a prequel like did we talk about this last time that maybe they just couldn't get karen uh, karen allen back is that what we decided well i i was doing some uh, i was doing some wikipedia searching and uh they like george lucas and steven spielberg had a lot of trouble like trying to find out like what should we make this movie about because i don't think they initially planned it for to be a trilogy i think it was just going to be raiders of the lost ark and then that was it that's why it doesn't have indiana jones in the mm-hmm. title of it right so um i think like they they wanted to make a prequel movie with abner ravenwood in it like mm. with you know yeah. indiana jones's mentor and i Maybe that's where the whole, like, well, let's have this take place before mm-hmm. the events of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And I, I don't know what, what made them decide to, you know, not do that. Mm-hmm. But Yeah. I uh, So I, I just did a quick Google search of that as well. It says, according to George Lucas's decision to make the film, a prequel boils down to the fact that they did not want to use Nazis as the bad guys again. Okay. So uh, it doesn't go any deeper than that. But what you say also makes sense because i mean like even if they wanted to use ravenwood as a main character like it still wouldn't have been during world war ii or like the nazis uprising Mm -hmm. so yeah i think uh it said like steven spielberg originally wanted to bring marion ravenwood back with abner ravenwood considered as a possible character Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah but um yeah apparently that didn't go over very well i guess yeah what are your thoughts, Matt? Uh, I had to step away, so I don't know. I don't know if there's any specific thing you need a thought on. No, just but, like what? How did? What do you think of it being a prequel instead of a, like a continuation? Oh, prequel? Yeah. Um. In when I was a kid, I didn't notice um, because I didn't really pay attention to that fact until I was in my twenties. <clears throat> but ultimately I've kind of fallen on the side of this is kind of uh, Spielberg and Lucas going after that pulp adventure novel. And all of those are not necessarily one after the other. I mean, you could, you could probably make a, make a case for like, um, I don't, I can't think of any pulp adventure novels off the top of my head, mm-hmm. but think of like James Bond or Sherlock Holmes those aren't just one after the other. They take place at different times before or after like the big one, which is how to the Baskervilles, you know, things like that. So it's, I think I know what you're talking about. They're kind of like a timepiece movies of just like yeah. the, the character, the hero never ages. Yeah. It's just the Hardy boys. What am, the, what, yeah. What, what, yeah. Like it's, it's, it's that sort of thing where mm-hmm. it does, it doesn't like, honestly, it, it doesn't really matter. Um, as someone who has not, I mean, I know Lucas is responsible for Star Wars and all of that extended universe. Uh, that's never been something that has been a draw for me. So, like any of the ancillary stuff to these movies has have never been a draw for me. I'm not going to say they're bad because I've never engaged. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just it, it it does not matter. Would I would I like the pre Raiders of the Lost Ark examination of of Indiana Jones and uh, Marion Ravenwood. Hell yeah. Uh, but 
at this point. I don't think we're getting it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could do the whole Star Wars Luke Skywalker de-aging thing. <laughs> yeah, Just... they got the technology. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean... I mean, they put Will Smith with Will Smith in the movie. In a movie, right? Remember? Right. Yeah. What was that? Gemini Man? Is that what that was? Gemini called? Man or something? Yeah. 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 I, they uh, put Jeff Bridges and Jeff Bridges in the Tron Legacy. Yeah, Tron there Legacy was awesome. I love but Tron like, Legacy. But I, f- I feel like you only have one or two actual cultural bites at that cherry before it gets stu- it gets stupid. Yeah. They did it. They did it in uh, one of the uh, Avengers movies. They made Robert Downey Jr. super young. Um, I forget which one it was. Maybe yeah, Civil Golly. War. Civil War. Look, That's they also right. did. They also did in the Irishman, and it looks really weird in the Irishman. Yeah, I feel so, like I, I don't think this. I don't think Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford are are the the proper no. use case for that. Yeah, I feel like that has to like if you want to make somebody that's like in their fifties look like they're in their twenties, that's like the prime kind of area for to use that technology, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't want somebody that's Harrison Ford's age to look like he's, you know, in his teens. That would be exactly that. That's too. They're 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 this bridge too far. Yeah, yeah. But man, dude, I would I I want more Indiana Jones. Like I want. I know we're t- supposed to talk about Temple of Doom, but I'm going to go down this rabbit hole for a second. Mm-hmm. I really want Indiana Jones to be the new James Bond. I don't care. Every two or three movies, you just get rid of this guy and bring in a new one. Let's do it. Just, just do it. Pull the trigger. I mean, yeah, he doesn't have to be Harrison Ford. Yeah. Well, it's, and see, and, and I would, I would bet dollars to donuts, it would have been that way if George Lucas was not involved. Well, George Lucas isn't involved anymore. Not anymore. Well, I mean, it's it, it's too late <clears throat> but, at this point. I, I, think, I, th- I think that tri- that ship has sailed, unfortunately. Yeah. I always thought I always thought Bradley Cooper would make a good Indiana Jones. He might be a little. Uh... I you know that makes sense. I yeah. can see yeah. him do that. Yeah. I can see him do that. that. When, yeah, when... I mean, admittedly, Chris Pratt could be a good one too. I no, mean, that, no? Okay, that was my right. thing. I was no. like, I don't want Chris Pratt to be Indiana Jones. Like, I don't mind him as an actor. I think he's all right in a lot of things, but like, I just feel like. Bradley Cooper has the Harrison Ford kind of mannerism, kind of snarky, sarcastic thing going. Okay. Yeah. Plus, like, I watched both of those new Jurassic Park movies, and they're terrible. So, Chris Pratt's better when he's in a role that's supposed to be funny, right? Like Star Lord Mm -hmm. or Parks and Rec, or even, you know, like, I don't, you know, like, I feel like he, he. He's definitely somebody who should be typecast and he's not, you know, they, Mm -hmm. I feel like he's like, yeah, he was really funny in Parks and Rec and yeah, Star-Lord, he became like an action guy, but (laughs) Star-Lord is funny, you know, you put him, I don't think he was very good in Jurassic World, you know, just because like, I I, didn't like Jurassic World to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I didn't either, but like. I still think Jurassic Park one is the best Jurassic Park, and Lost World oh, is okay. I think you are. I think you are right there. 
in mm-hmm. Ju- Jurassic uh, Lost World is okay, and then the rest of them can go away. Yeah, that's fair. Remember when Vince Vaughn was in Jurassic uh, Lost World? Yeah, yeah. I do. Not about that. Uh, anyways, Temple of Doom, everybody. <laughs> what are we? What are we doing here? Uh, synopsis: Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Uh, um, synopsis: Are you ready for this? Intrepid archaeologist sure. Indiana Jones on the trail of fortune and glory in old Shanghai is is ricocheted into a dangerous adventure in India with his faithful companion Short Round and a nightclub singer Willie Scott. Indy goes in search of magical Shankara stone and uncovers an ancient evil which threatens all who come in contact with it. Directed by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, released on May 8th, 1984 with a budget of $28.17 million and a box office score of $333.1 million. It's a good haul for the 80s. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, other important movies at the time in 1984: Dune, Sixteen Candles, Karate Kid, The Neverending Story, The Last Starfighter, Red Dawn, Footloose, Muppets Ugh. in Manhattan. Hell yeah, Muppets Take Manhattan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're, do, do, don't sleep on the Muppets, y'all. Nope. Just saying. Disney Plus, they're all there. Guess Muppets that. Take Manhattan rules. Gremlins, Ghostbusters. Also a banger. Also a banger. Which we did an episode for. First episode of this show. Uh, Conan, The Destroyer, Terminator, and Beverly Hills Cop. Great movie. Beverly Hills Cop, great movie. One of the most iconic uh, theme songs in movie, mm-hmm. uh, at least for the 80s. Yeah. But yeah. Wait, are you talking about Terminator or Beverly Hills Cop? Both. What? I've never seen Terminator. So like, I can't like on I, w- that. I, I will say this. I will say this. Hey, I'm not going to die Fr- on that hill. Glenn Fry's "The Heat Is On" in Beverly Hills Cop. I will listen. I'm not to talking that about song. that one. Oh, okay. No. Talking about the that one. Oh, that one. Excellent. Yeah. It's not great. It's overrated. Mm. Mm. It's overrated. It's got a hook, but that's it. Important video games of 1984. Karate Champ. Duck Hunt. Beyond. Wait, Ca- what? Yeah. I got a delay. That sounded like you said something different than you said Duck Hunt, right? I did. I'm just making sure. I did not, sure, I I did not say delay, what you said. And I'm like... <laughs> I did not what think say what you, you think say? I said. Uh, Beyond Castle Wolfenstein, and oh wow, the best video game of all time, Tetris. Kaboom! Some some <laughs> would say. So that's uh, that's 1984 in a nutshell. I went down. I would try to go down the music hole, but you know me and music. I just uh, I believe Prince's Purple Rain came out in 1984, and that is undisputed probably the best album of the 80s also i saw wham release something that year too but uh yes they did i believe last christmas came out that year mm. Mm. either that or it, either that or it was their second album i don't know i i you know 
as much as I love music, there's too much to keep track of these days. So I just, By this point, ABBA had really broken do. up. <laughs> I uh, believe Run DMC's first album came out in 1984. Yeah. They're self-titled. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay, so let's, let's let's the cast obviously there's it's not a big cast, but it's a it's a pretty uh controversial cast, I would say, especially uh Willie really? Scott's uh actress, I would say. No. I I mean not the whole cast, just that character. Nobody likes Willie Scott. I but I don't know if that's I don't know if that's because of the actress I mean, you know, she served a role in the movie of being kind of the, you know, the dancer, rich girl type who just wants riches and wants diamonds, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what really strung her along throughout the whole entire movie of just like the promise of treasure and diamonds and gold and stuff like that. And we got to see that as part of her character in the first part of it where she like sneaks that diamond down her dress and then yeah it becomes obsessed so was she annoying and catty yeah but oh yeah she's no I mary actually, I, I oh no she's no no mary she's definitely not yeah um i think that i would actually go one step back i don't think she was on this little i think she was just on this adventure because she wasn't going to get home any other way Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- I. I and this, I just say this about Willie Scott, the the character, not the actress. But she lost <laughs> in this world without mm-hmm. some. I mean, I and I and I. She, they. They. I mean, it's written that way. I think that Kate Capshaw acted it that way, and uh, I. I came away from this particular viewing actually kind of liking the way some of the choices that Kate Capshaw made rather than, I mean, it didn't make me think this movie was better in the Indiana Jones canon, but uh, I I came away going, "Mm, this isn't dog shit, but no, I I never thought it was bad. I thought it was probably my, it's my least favorite, but I don't think it was Mm -hmm. bad by any means. It's, no, definitely yeah, the most right. different. But I, uh, uh, but yeah, like they they definitely wrote Willie Scott as the lost damsel that has is completely and utterly helpless unless she's unless she's tangoing with an elephant. At hmm. which point she grabs a snake instead of the elephant's trunk and scares the shit out of Indiana Jones. Right, yeah, or like she needs to reach into the hole to like stop this collapsing uh, spike, you know, ceiling. And she's like, I don't want to reach in there. There's bugs, and they're like, we are going to die. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That whole scene though, and like short round keeps doing stuff, and like the door keeps shutting and whatever, and he just and and, like he leans up against the wall. It's her. No, he he leans up against the wall, and he like the rock pushes in, and like that's what causes everything. And they just start arguing. It's like <laughs> you told me to lean against the wall. I uh, leaned against the wall. Yeah, yeah. man, good man. I just love this movie. I love all the movies. I mean, like, you yeah. know, like, and like I said before, I, I I really think even with the writing, 
I just think like they just wanted to have a good time with it. It doesn't take itself too seriously in, in many aspects. Obviously, it takes itself seriously in a few points, which we can obviously talk about later. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there's a lot of that kind of like really funny banter between, obviously, Indiana Jones and Short Round, which I imagine we'll talk about him in a little bit. But, yeah, especially like Indy, just like at every chance he could get, he's putting down, you know, Willie Scott, like every chance that she got that he got that he gets. I mean, wow. You are right there, story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, every time he gots, gets it, and he puts it down, and he's, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I still think, like, I don't know. I just felt myself missing Marion this whole time, the whole movie. I was just like, man, they should have just, like, just, I don't, I don't know what they should have done, but I don't know. I just feel like it shouldn't have been this. I read that, that. Spielberg originally wanted uh, Karen Allen back for this movie. And, you know, we kind of what we talked about earlier, but George Lucas wanted Indiana Jones to have a different love interest every movie because of his obsession with 007. Yeah. Which yeah, was, there you go. Like, I get, but also Indiana Jones, not 007. No. So. In Indiana Jones, despite being Indiana Jones seems like a kid. He seems like, he seems like a dude that would exist. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like he's just a normal dude that just gets, I mean, it's, it's literally what uncharted is based off, right? Like he's just like a normal dude. He finds himself in these weird situations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, short round. Let's talk about short round. I, I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce his name. Ki Hai Quan. Is that who say it? I, I think it's. I think well, early, later in the in, uh, under the cast, it's Jonathan Ki Quan. Oh. And I think it's Ki. It's K Hui Quan. K Hui, yeah. K Hui okay. Quan. Oh, okay. there you go. Even better. Yeah. There you go. And what Stoy said. Yes. <laughs> we. Stoy. That's all. <laughs> I I just coached the I just coached the Vietnamese. Uh, kid this past fall and his name was we and that's how he spelled it so because mm, i think okay. i think he is vietnamese i, th- I think he's a vietnamese I be- actor i believe you are correct yeah yeah he's he's awesome short round rocks it's so can fun. we just can, can, can i just say the ele- you know just kind of address the elephant in the room that this character would not be written oh god no he would not way. be no of no, course not definitely no. not oh, no. Oh no! The woke crowd would eat that kid and the director and the movie alive. Yeah, alive. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, but 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 I mean, like his his character is so pivotal and so funny and so I mean, it's just it's just how who all he is. Like, yeah. but see, I I also think you get into that you get into that you get into that gray area where. I don't think the writers here are being as dismissive of Short Round mm-hmm. as a character mm-hmm. because I, like he has weight throughout the entire script. Yeah, and they're not insulting him at every chance yeah. he gets. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I mean that's how he's written, and he's obviously mm-hmm. a Vietnamese character in the in the movie, so that's who he is. They're not like you know poking fun at him like yeah. like every five minutes. Like uh-huh. he's just a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that speaks very broken English in a very comical way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> what you, when they like they jump out the window and they land in the car, and <laughs> he's just waiting for them, just <laughs> yeah, like just, just happens to be waiting for them. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, holy smokes <laughs> crash landing <laughs> yeah. oh man favorite see, line in the whole movie hold on to your potatoes and, and then like <laughs> you know in a couple of years he would be data in the goonies mm-hmm. <laughs> and he would still be the same old person it, it's basically like this is where data came from <laughs> but uh but yeah, I don't think I don't think either of those characters are 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 treated with any disrespect. Yeah. If someone wants to point that out, I will let them. I will hear that. I will hear their case, and then. But from what I see, and I am who I am. I do not see any real disrespect to Short Round as a character, mm-hmm. or yeah. or or Quan as an actor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he. He like I, towards like the the end when he's like he's play like you guys said he plays like a really pivotal part towards the end of them escaping and saving the kids and stuff like mm-hmm. he's clear like he's a, he's the hero of the movie pretty much right like I mean, yeah so yeah yeah I I agree with you guys on that. I mean short round leads leads the the child slaves to freedom yeah. Yeah, and he—I mean—he is very pivotal in even yeah. saving Indiana Jones's life and just caring about him in general. So, oh yeah, yeah, like uh, when the the prince kid had the 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 king kid had the voodoo doll and like he pushes him into the fire or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know to get him not to drink and like obviously they fail at getting him to drink the blood, but he tries, right? And then like yeah. you said, saves his life at the uh, when they go to burn. So now I what's her face now. I feel complete responsibility to bring up my own stupidity here. Uh-oh. Uh, I, this time watching it, and I watched this on Sunday. Uh, it is Tuesday. On Sunday, in the year of our Lord, 2022, I finally made the connection that the kid sitting at the dinner table is the kid with the voodoo doll. You didn't know I that? I had never... You didn't I had know that? never... Wow. In my, in my head, I had never made that connection. I had never made the oh, connection no. that yeah, no, it's, it's like bad. A, it's one bad. of the biggest plot points of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, to be fair, in my defense, which there is little, I have not watched this movie since my early twenties. I am in my early forties now. <laughs> but even then, like, I probably should have made. Oh. That connection, and I did not. I also did not make a con- make the connection that the dude that they're talking to the first time they get to the palace is on stage with Motoram off to the side. Uh-huh. Did not. Oh. Did com- those wires completely missed each other, and the lights never came on. Oh, we need to call your so, wife. Oh, oh, she, no, she was there. I know. She was we there. Need she, to, we need to, she was there. We need to and have she's her again. Like, she's like, you never, you never noticed that? I'm like, I didn't. And she, she goes, she pats me on the head and goes, oh, oh honey. <laughs> oh. And, no, that's you know, fine. It's okay. It's, it's okay. not okay. It, no, it, it's fine. <laughs> no, Let him be. It's 100% be. not okay. I have, I have, I have. In in the past, I have butchered 
our lovable host, Corey, for not mm-hmm. watching movies. And here I am not making the most basic of connections. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, I'm just sitting here going, oh, wow, that person just has a voodoo doll and is smiling real weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And they, they, they seem strange. And then just at the end, like, oh, just take the left tunnel. Oh. Always yeah. go to the left. Yep. Everything yeah. you own in the box to the left. Yep. That's a song. Music. I can find another you in a minute. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you'll be here in a minute. Yep. At least I think that's how that song goes. That's about right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's that's kind of the main cast of this movie, right? I mean, you have yeah. you have uh, Roy Chow as as Lao She right at the beginning, but yeah, I mean, after that beginning scene, he doesn't really play any other role yeah. in the movie, right? I mean, the plane is his, which is a big plot twist. Mm-hmm. Early on, yeah. you want to talk about it. If you want to talk about a character treated like a fucking stereotype, let's talk about Lao Che. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody <laughs> in that club, really. Everybody in that club. Let's let's be honest just, here. You are all window dressing. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, I do. I mean, we were going to talk about Easter eggs later, but the club—it's called Club Obi Wan. Yeah. Yes, it is. Which is clearly the Star Wars reference in the plane. Lao She's plane has a call sign of THX one one three eight, which was Mm -hmm. George Lucas's either what his first film or his student film or whatever. His first big movie. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it was his theatrical debut. Yeah, because I think it was well, or maybe that was after American Graffiti. No, it was before. I thought American Graffiti was his first directorial debut. I thought that was just his big movie before Star Wars and where Harrison Ford he yeah. found Harrison Ford. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how time works. Uh, if only there was this big box that we could do research on, you know. <laughs> I will I will find said box. It is uh it is THX 1971 American Graffiti was in 1973. Okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Star Wars in 77, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 And Howard the Duck in 1986. Mm-hmm. The most important George Lucas film. Oh, no, it is not. <laughs> no, it is not. Oh, man. There's so sure? little. Yes. I I've you know I've tried to watch this as like oh it's a bad movie that's it's bad it's not it's not bad good it's not ha- like it's it's not good. It's just weird. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Howard the Duck is just a weird character in of itself. Right? Like Right, yeah. We can all agree that, right? Mm-hmm. He's just weird. Yeah. Howard mm-hmm. the Duck is Howard the Duck is weird. Okay. Just just wanted to make sure we were all on the same page here. That oh, I didn't realize he actually directed the animated uh Clone Wars movie. Good for him. Hmm. Or he was the executive producer of. Hmm. I should say. Well, yeah. I mean, it's Star Wars. Right. Seems yeah. legit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and he he is nowhere near Star Wars anymore, right? Nope, nope. He just collects that. Uh, d- does he still own the rights to all the uh, merchandise? Mm-mm. He sold it all think... to Disney. No, I could have sworn he kept that part Mm-mm. of it. 
He's, really? He literally sold everything to Disney. Okay, all right. Well, for you know, almost five billion dollars, which seems like chump change these days, the way that companies mm-hmm. are throwing money around for other companies. But <clears throat> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, I mean, back then. Yeah. Yeah. When we heard like Disney bought Marvel for like one billion, we were like, "Wow, that's a lot of money." Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, not so much. Oh man, I, I, I bet I bet Disney is glad that they jumped in when they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, because yeah, yeah. If they wait if they waited at all. Yeah. As of uh, as of uh, uh, January twenty twenty two, his net worth is six point two billion dollars, though. He's also only five six. So anybody was wondering. Yeah, I, I I knew he was kind of short. I did I mean, not know that. Whatever. I mean, no, everybody looks taller on camera. Let's be honest. That is true. That is true. Yeah. Yes, that that's that's how it works. It is. They literally give you boxes to be taller if someone's taller than you on set. Or just fancy film editing. True. And uh, camera angles. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. ask Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have to make him taller than everybody. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Oh man! And then, uh, so <clears throat> Mola Ram, the 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 guy, the guy who burns people, the mm. heart taker outer, play play uh, is played by Amrish Perry. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's uh, he's pretty scary. I'm not gonna lie, he looks scary. I forgot yep. how scary he looked in this movie. Like if I was a child, yeah. like he's scary, right? This was this was also the movie that they decided to create the PG thirteen rating. By the way, because yeah, because it wasn't like R rated level. Yeah, but the fact that I mean, you had this dude ripping hearts out. Yeah, like it's like okay, maybe that's not necessarily PG actually. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So wait, is this movie rated PG thirteen or is this PG and then after this started PG thirteen? Maybe this is PG thirteen. It was. I think it's. Right? A, I think it's after this. Is, is it? after this? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. It's yeah, because PG it came right out as PG, and they're like, yeah. not. It should be, but you did know, they yeah. retroactively change the rating or no? Like for like DVD releases they and could stuff. Have. I don't know. Yeah, I was gonna say they probably could have when they you know did remasters or whatever. Yeah, I mean. Google says it's still rated PG, so I'm going to go with what Google said. Yeah, sure. That's fine. Yeah. I just, you know, Google's right about everything, right? Even Stadia. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, he's he's scary. Like, that first time you see him, like, rip the heart out of the guy and he's still alive, right? And you just see his chest mold back together, which... Obviously, that special effect is kind of dated, but like it's still kind of mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, he just ripped that guy's heart out. Yeah, it's dated, but it still kind of looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> despite that, like it doesn't yeah. look it. It looks dated, but it doesn't look aged. It doesn't. It doesn't look like he's reaching into a person's chest, though. It just looks like he's like shoving oh, no. his hand through some like play-doh or something. Yeah, and yeah just like, yeah, and then it folds right back. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, man, that's that scene is like. It's, it's, I don't know, and then the, like when the guy's lowering down, it still has that Raiders of the Lost Ark like fake skeleton, like mm-hmm. you know, like twitchy kind of like stop motion, any kind of. Uh, I mean, you know, in the '80s they had to get creative. Like I, I know now, not nowadays I think it's just you just slap special effects on it and you know do some computer magic. Whereas back then, man, they had to get creative. They had to. 
you know, build things to make it look as realistic as possible. They did. So that set is real, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I would also say that I would I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm not gonna argue which one is better than the other, but we'll say. What do you say? He quit, he he quit talking. Making it happen, <laughs> like a bunch of programming and design work does go into it too. We oh shouldn't yeah, for really sure. Be too dismissive. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, look, I I appreciate I appreciate what this movie did. I appreciate what. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Star Wars has a lot of. They created a lot of technology for Star Wars, and a lot of that was kind of carried over here, right? Like, I I think. Oh, hundred percent. I think what. Uh, Industrial Light and Magic and uh, Skywalker Sound and all those things that he created to create technology is just it's so fascinating to learn about that stuff. And oh yeah, it's 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 crazy. Like I know they're not like top tier anymore, right? I mean, like I mean they're still they still are, but like you know you think of like what what a workshop and uh, you know even even Unreal Engine at this point, right, in terms of special effects, which is what Boba Fett and the Mandalorian use now for mm-hmm. their mm-hmm. set building instead of, you know, I guess, real movie green screening crap. Uh, and, but at the time, this was this was awesome. Like, I don't know if anybody could have done what they did, you know, really. Well, they filmed, they, they filmed this movie in, in India. Yeah. Like, they actually went on location. And I, you know, sometimes I think like, yeah, you could just like green screen it and then just have the actors act in a big like white room mm-hmm. and then like, hey, pretend there's a big building here or pretend there's something here there. Mm-hmm. There's something magical about like that time in movies where they actually went on set to film things. Right. And you yeah. actually get to really see them interact with the environment. Right. I mean, because like now when you watch like behind the scenes footage of things, it's just them running around a big blue room. And like if they have to run up a ramp, they built a blue ramp. Right. Or yeah. like, you know, it, and it just it sucks. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it just really sucks. does. And yeah. it's it's just I don't know. I, I like I as somebody who likes great special effects and I really appreciate what they can do with computer effects. I feel like. I feel like we finally come around to the point of like using practical effects and practical sets and using computer generation to enhance that instead mm-hmm. of just doing one or the other, because like, right. obviously one or the other, like you can tell, right. That, Oh, well that's a practical effect. It kind of sucks right now. Yeah. Right? Or this is totally computer generated. And it's like, Oh, well I can tell that they're just kind of staring into the distance and, this thing's blowing up, but they're not looking at anything, right? And like, mm-hmm. I just think when you mix them, it, it works so much better. It's so much. Oh yeah, cleaner. for sure, for sure. So, I agree. Sure. Like yeah. transformers. I Th- mean, those are real, yeah, right? Those robots. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if they're real or not. I haven't. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've heard they're more than meets the eye. Ah, that guy. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> Got him. Gave you that one. You did. I mean, I'll you, take him. Do you guys know that um, uh, Harrison Ford suffered a spinal disc injury during this movie? Did he? Yes. So he got, like, super sick in Raiders. Then all of a sudden, like, during a stunt, like, he actually, like, ruptured his disc. 
like, like mm-hmm. I forget I forget which scene it was in, but like he was it was like some fight scene or whatever. And dude probably is probably the big dude near the end. Yeah, maybe, but like yeah. dude still kept showing up to work. It was just like, man, just whatever. It's just I could barely stand, but gotta, gotta, gotta keep filming. <laughs> he like, didn't uh, pull out the gun though to shoot him. No, he didn't. He still no. showed up to work, still filmed every day. And I think like people were just like, "Hey, man, you're not all right." Like, yeah, we're sending you to the hospital. So, and yeah. obviously they were they were in India at the time, so it's not like he could just whisk you away to some fancy American hospital. Right. Yeah. He uh, as as much as you want to say that Harrison Ford's just a grumpy old man, you got to give it to him. Oh yeah, you gotta I mean, give it to him, dude. Dude was in a plane crash. I know. He was in a plane crash. I know. Like a few years ago. I know. They had to delay the filming of of. Star Wars, right? Because of that, right? Yeah. yeah. Or was it? Or was it? It was it Star Wars, or was it Indiana Jones that they delayed? Because I think of it was that? Star Wars because it was. I know it was after Indiana Jones. I forget. I forget. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I mean, dude flies planes some, and crashed one. Put some put some respect on this guy's name, man. I mean, there's put a reason why he was on his name. There's a reason why he was the biggest movie star for like two decades, right? I mean, yeah. Hmm. I I think. Man, the more I watch Harrison Ford, the more I'm just like, man, that dude is a great actor. Yeah, he had he has range. Yeah, it's not like it's not like he was just Han Solo and Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. Like, you know the the Tom Clancy movies they did, like Patriot Games, Clear and Present Danger, The Witness. Yep. Like, I mean, he was even, even a bad guy in uh, which movie was that? Uh, he was uh, he was with Michelle Pfeiffer, where he was like a. Uh, it was like a horror movie. I don't remember that one. God, what was let's, the name of it? Let's look it up. Where like his like he had an affair and then he killed the girl that he had an affair with to keep it secret from his wife. But then his wife found out because the ghost was haunting her. Hmm. I don't see that movie on here. Yeah, Harrison Ford, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Come I on. I know that, but I just looked up Harrison Ford movies. I can't find it. God. There's so many of them. What yeah. lies beneath? Yeah, what lies what beneath? Lies, it's right there. What lies beneath? That's it. Yep, that's it. Yep, you got it's, it. It's it's right there. It's on the second yep. row of the Harrison Ford movies. I've never seen. I've never seen that movie. So yeah, it's like uh somebody like crawling out of a bathtub on the cover. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I've never seen it either, but I saw it. I've never seen Ford either, was a doctor. But I saw it. <laughs> I see I see the cover. I see the box. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what movie I did see that Harrison Ford was in? It was The Age of Adeline with uh Blake Lively about his girlfriend that never ages. It's a weird movie. Cool. Never never heard of that. I was on a date. Okay. It was a thing. It was a thing. <laughs> okay. I think I saw it. He was also in. He was also in. uh, Blade Runner. I was gonna say Blade Runner, but I'm like, I'm like, I've never seen Blade Runner. I'm trying to remember. I'm oh, Blade Runner is great. Uh, I I will say this: if you're trying to introduce someone to Blade Runner, maybe don't use the final cut as as your introductory point because I don't feel like it lands very well. Um. Temple of Doom. Was, no, he was he was also in the conversation. He's great in the conversation. Hmm. 
Yeah. Harrison so, Ford's okay. a good actor. Man. He is, man. He is. Uh, so Temple of Doom. Is it, so let's talk about some of our favorite scenes or some of the scenes that like we didn't really hit on yet. Like obviously we, t- we hit the big one, the big dance number at the beginning, and them mm-hmm. jumping out of the plane. We didn't really talk about them in the village at all, right? Where she's like doesn't want to eat bugs and beans or whatever, right? That's just like, mm-hmm. which doesn't really look like bugs and beans. It looks it looks kind of good actually. Like the beans, yeah. it looks like it looks like cheesy potatoes really on that on that leaf that they're given, right? Mm-hmm. Did I make that up? No, I mean it. It, it is an interesting paste that they used. Yeah, I'm yeah. just saying. I'll give you that. It, it looked all right. I would have eaten it. I, w- I would have been hungry probably because I'm always hungry. You right. Know? Well, I mean, in that situation that they were in where they had that village, like, take them in, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, obviously and that's what That's their only food even if, even if you're not going to eat a lot, you still, like, like they're they're giving you their food. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be, be respectful. A, be, a, be, a gracious, mm-hmm. be a gracious guest. Don't be a fucking asshole. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so what are, what are some of our other favorite scenes? What are that we haven't really hit on yet? Like, I don't, we didn't hit on the, uh, escape, the dinner scene, the escape scene or the end scene either. Oh yeah. The dinner scene too. The, the funniest scene in the whole movie. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. They just bring brought course after course after course of just like, you know, bug and weird food and yeah. Oh, we're ah, going to gross you out because yeah, yeah. <laughs> Or like the yeah. big snake that they cooked pregnant and then they cut it open and all of the baby snakes started crawling out. That was gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not okay What's with that. What's the surprise? <laughs> <laughs> Monkey uh, brains. You are not eating? I had bugs for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else did they show? Oh, the soup that she gets with the eyeballs in it. Mm-hmm. What kind of eyeballs do you think those were? Like, Those weren't like human eyeballs, were they? You don't think those? They were like... Knows they, they, they were they very were fake eyeballs. I know, but they were like <laughs> they're very human esque eyeballs, right? Like I'm not making that up. I think that's what they're going for. Well, that's so. How do they get those? How do they get these human eyeballs and put them in soup? That's gross. It's gross. Uh, it, well, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know, and. Frankly, I'm not sure I want to know. You guys are both. I, I, you guys are both doctors. Tell me, how do you get human eyeballs out? Uh, I mean, you just literally take a spoon and just. Yeah, I was like, is it a spoon? Is that, <laughs> that, that, that the way? <laughs> like, I mean, you you, you got to cut the muscles attached to the eyes, but that's sure. Literally, what it what it takes is mm-hmm. uh, it's called it an enucleation. That's what they mm. call it. Okay. So it's exactly okay. what they call it. Yeah, I will believe you. <laughs> Appreciate that. Well, I could tell you he's not lying. <laughs> you know, I uh, I trust you guys. Maybe, maybe you're just telling me some sick story, and I'm just like, oh my god. And they're like, no, it's actually really easy. They just kind of like, I don't know. Uh, the um, w- w- one of my favorite scenes, and it's it's so it's so random, but it's like it 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 shows the seriousness of the movie because it it most of the movie was pretty campy. You know, with the exception of the whole heart pulling thing and whatever. But I know there was like one particular scene where like the village elder was like explaining the significance of the stones, you know, in their village. And he was speaking to Indy in his native language. And, you know, they had this like really surreal music in the background and just, you know, India Harrison Ford would just turn around and just like 
you know, translate to, you know, Willie in short round about like what he was saying. I just remember like that scene was like, I mean, I don't know. It was just so well done with like the seriousness, the tone and just the acting of it. And just like, you know, the children, they kidnap <laughs> children. Like, right. man, it was, it was like you really got to see like the seriousness of the movie, even though most of it is campy, at least up until the end. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I would say the end is pretty campy too. With him, they're climbing the bridge and the alligators. At Hang the on, lady. We're gonna go for a ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I do like when, when they return to the village, and the dialogue between the elder and Indiana Jones, where he's like, "Yeah, I think I know what this stone means now." And you know, Willie still being Willie, going, "What about your fortune and glory?" <laughs> and He's like, well, that'll just end up in a museum. Yeah. And then. Well, he was going to take those stones. I mean. Oh, yeah, he definitely was. He was once he found the value of them, you know, that's and that's kind of what Indiana Jones's character was maybe a little bit before Raiders of the Lost Ark is he sees, yeah, fortune and glory. That's what Mm -hmm. he sees with experiencing or like um, recovering these ancient artifacts. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, it's it's a cool visual, too. And like all the stones are together in the in the skull right and like they oh, all yeah, just kind of glow or like even at the end where they where he has them in the bag and they all start glowing and then they kind of like burn him right and he mm-hmm. falls off by the way can we talk about the bridge scene and like when 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 uh what's his face falls and the alligators eat him they're not eating people they're just eating a towel right yeah I, well I, I mean special effects well they had limits still. I, I yeah. get it, but like you could have at least like thrown some like something that looked like there was a body in that cape. They once. had to keep it PG, man. Dude, right. they, they had to keep it PG. There's nothing PG about this movie, dude. Th- no, th- definitely not. Like <laughs> you, you showed a guy burning alive, and you took the oh, th- we gotta hit that PG rating. We better not let that let's see the alligators eat this guy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. You had the guy. You had the guy get sucked into the rock crumbler <laughs> and the blood rolling around the thing, but you're not going to show the guy get eaten by alligators. Come on, right? Yeah, no kidding. Eh, uh, whatever. Uh, no, yeah, um, yeah. I mean that 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 scene was pretty good. Like where he obviously chops the chops the ladder off, and just the you know the tension surrounding, just even just uh, up until that point where he like pulls his arms up, and it's like. You're just watching it move in slow motion. It seems like mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's such good tension that Steven Spielberg does in a lot of his those little moments where like, you know, the movie will be going a certain way, and then all of a sudden there'll be like this couple minute sequence of just extreme tension that it's just like, oh man, he's gonna do it. Yeah. So and it's so slow too, right? I mean, he yeah. like you just watch like short round wrap it around his arm, and you see Indy wrap it around his leg, right? And and. Mm-hmm. That scene, that scene is pretty good. Up, up, you know, yeah. Till he falls and just, you know, it's it's a good scene. I really like mm-hmm. it. I, uh, I also and dude like, tries to pull his heart out on the ladder, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, yeah. now I'm gonna try to grab your heart, and it's like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah. So we're still doing this, guy. We're still doing this. Come on, come on. I got a sword here, and uh, yeah. you're still doing your little heart magic trick here. Mm-hmm. Ah. yeah. Like it's, and then like. 
he like goes to push it in and then he just like like moves his hand and is like it's basically like no <laughs> yeah <laughs> no 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 you're done no no uh no <laughs> Oh man, I I forgot how like going back to like the rock tumbler thing, like the rock crusher thing, and that guy gets sucked in. Man, that looks mm-hmm. way more brutal than I remember it being the last time I watched yeah. this movie. Like that is mm-hmm. like because like when I watch these movies, I usually skip Temple of Doom because I'm just like it's okay, but like I rather watch Raiders, and I I would really rather watch The Last Crusade. Right, like this is the one I usually mm-hmm. skip if I'm doing some sort of weird re, re- rewatch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I forgot how brutal that scene was. Like it's just like you just see him get sucked in, Ugh. and then you you, you see him go. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's pretty detailed. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, and then you see the blood roll around him. Like oh god, mm-hmm. yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Can we just talk about how I mean? Yes, John Williams, the, the soundtrack slaps in this one too. Yeah, you know. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. The, um, the kind of like underground scene that like it's such a good theme and even just the um uh the chase sequence with them on the um um or no no it was the minecart the minecart chase sequence and then there was the kind of like upbeat theme tension theme of like the uh ceiling coming down on them yeah like so many good tracks in this one i mean yeah and like the, you know. and and they're not just good they like really build the scene right like it, it's yeah. not just like you know it's not just like the the theme song where you're like oh man this theme song is awesome right because like obviously yeah. the indiana jones theme song is the best uh yeah by the way shout out to john williams just that guy well yeah that, but but, but yeah that's what i'm saying like he can actually just like put out like some really memorable themes i mean obviously yeah. marion had her own theme willie had her own theme in this one too and just um, I don't remember Willie's theme, but I more so remember Marion's theme. But it was anything like, goes. Didn't you yeah. watch the beginning of the movie? Yeah, <laughs> she actually she actually sung that too. Like I know, she actually, I know she did. that was actually I know her. She did. You know, which is kind of I, I guess I mean amazing if you look at it one way. But um, and yeah, then they used so, a giant gong to, as a yeah. bullet shield. <laughs> that scene the still makes me laugh. Just it's, yeah, it's so stupid. It's so silly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it's not like the cool bar scene in Raiders where they're like hiding behind the bar and like actually having to like take pop shots or whatever. <laughs> they're literally like just running behind this giant wheel. <laughs> yeah. Well, you could also see that like on this movie compared to Raiders, they definitely had a bigger budget. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean the movie's better. Obviously, I, of course it doesn't. <laughs> of course it doesn't. Like, look at the. I mean, I how think much? What, how much did that gong wheel cost? You think? Do you think the budget went to the gong wheel? I mean, that's a cut. That that's a couple grand at least <laughs> per per gong wheel, and you know they use more than one. Oh yeah, man. So, all right. So, what is? Is there anything that we like? Abs- absolutely didn't like in this movie. Is there anything like just? you could have just done without in this movie. I mean, I think the easy answer is, is Willie, but it's more of just, I think that I think looking at it now, it's kind of, she's used for, she's used. Indiana Jones is forever kind of the straight man. Whereas mm-hmm. short round and Willie are kind of different ways to pop his balloon. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and short round is as a as a as a character here is way more adept just because of his experience you could tell it's because of short rounds experience working with indiana jones whereas willie is just uh sort of a smitten nightclub performer from from missouri but who had spent time in shanghai Mm -hmm. and she probably thinks she's a little more worldly than she actually is which is now let me ask you this do you think like if she was the first girl over Marion. Like, do you think people would not like her as much? Or do you think they would just kind of accept that she was like the first one and then Marion would have been the second one? Like, do you think like, you know what I mean? Like, like if, if Temple of Doom came out first, do you think this would have been more accepted than Marion or more accepted than she is now because she came after Marion? I don't know how to uh, answer that question because uh, I think I mean it's just another it's just another female character because in in the franchise yeah I guess I I don't really know how to answer that question yeah I'm just saying like it just it just feels like everybody really liked Marion and like they mm-hmm. go from Marion to her and it's just kind of like a blowover character right and for the most part you know and and. Like, if Temple of Doom would have came out first and then Raiders after, like, I wonder if it would have hit different. Well, yeah, and I think that's why a lot of people either love this movie or hate this movie because – maybe not hate. The hate could be a strong word, but, you know, maybe not not necessarily prefer it because it's so contrasting from Raiders and Temple of Doom. It's a, they're like two on opposite spectrums. Right. Yeah, you know, where it's like you have the campiness of Temple of Doom and uh, you got the kind of like the seriousness of Raiders of the Lost Ark in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know how to answer that question. I mean, my initial my initial reaction is, well, this would just be the first movie and it would probably would have done well enough to get a sequel. And then the sequel is where they would, you know, make this a franchise. Mm hmm. Just because that tends to be how it works right. a mm-hmm. lot of the time. Um, but I feel like if 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 Willie was first, there would probably be a lot less sort of vitriol towards her character. Because mm-hmm. Indiana Jones fans just do not like her. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm not going to stand here and tell any of you that this is a great character but i don't think it's near the garbage tier that a lot of people try and make her out to be now i do i do have you know my own problems with her just being constantly damseled but you know that's more that's your character you know and and that's 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 the way i look at it sure and that's and that's that's valid yeah. But also, like, that's that's also just a, a trope in Hollywood in general, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, I think we're at the time where we're going to rank Indiana Jones. Now, obviously, we didn't rank it last time because Raiders was the first one. But this is we now have two movies sitting here in front of us. Who thinks this is better than Raiders of the Lost Ark? Anybody <laughs> raise their hand? Anybody? No. <laughs> okay. No. Okay, so it clearly clearly sits Raiders as number one, and this is number two so far. 
So um, far, yeah. Yeah. So far, yes. Because I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure this movie's gonna end up somewhere towards the bottom. Uh, but yeah. Yes. So yeah, so in, in case you weren't aware, we are going to rank all these movies and kind of have a conversation after uh I guess it would be Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and just kind of have a small conversation on like how we got there, I guess. But anyways, your official Indiana Jones ranking. Number two Temple of Doom. Number one, Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's it, gentlemen. We did it. Sort of. (laughs) Yeah, we made it. Maybe only 40 of those 70 minutes did we talk about (laughs) Temple of Doom, but that's okay. (laughs) Uh, I mean, at this point, it's damn near 40 years old. It's not exactly a hidden gem of a film. I know. (laughs) I know. Uh, but, I mean, really, if you haven't seen this movie, watch it. I still think you should. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's it, still it, a it's fun good. movie. I, it, it, it's a fun movie. It's a fun ride. It's it's got, you know, good lore associated with it. Great action sequences, great moments. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, I, I obviously the more the, the most divisive part of this movie is probably Willie's character yeah. and maybe <laughs> just the darkness of the whole story of the whole child slave labor the whole like ripping the heart out of people's chests and you know whatever but i still think i I still think it's a good movie yeah yeah it's i i yes i still think this is a very good movie it's very watchable fun romp it's indiana Mm -hmm. jones short round is a great character that you know it's just a good movie it's just a fun movie yeah you know also distance your uh belief system because like you know the the raft you cannot oh, float you cannot jump out of a plane with a raft everybody well yeah. and you also can't breathe and scream with your heart ripped out that's also true okay um you know no one can actually stick their hand through your sternum and your rib cage and pull out the heart and not pull out any other accessory arteries veins aortas vena cavas anything else like that that's a true story. I've read a lot about Chuck Norris on the internet. Specifically I don't know. on Google. <laughs> I, I, I think we're gonna have to bring Chuck Norris onto this uh podcast and he's gonna have to prove us wrong. You know what? But, I'm gonna yes. give I'm gonna give old Chuck a ring ding after this, okay? We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna Yeah, what is he up. doing right now? <laughs> doing one of his like uh what's that exercise machine he advertised for a long time, just sitting Total on there gym. working out, waiting for that walker texas ranger remake or whatever <laughs> reboot sequel <The> total gym. <laughs> uh anyways matt stoy i want to thank you for your time tonight i appreciate you both thanks for having me thanks uh, for having me thank, yeah okay okay guys <laughs> I, th- I think we're past that okay. hey man really appreciate well, i'm appreciative yeah I, I know but it's Stoy, we talk every weekend, and Matt, we've been friends forever. Why, why, why are you? Uh... I know, but like you know, you could you could pick any other person or people yeah. to be on this podcast, but you picked us because yeah. I like you I'm guys. Thankful for that. And you yeah. guys, you guys make me sound better. Why don't you be appreciative? I am appreciative. You guys, why can't make you just me... say you're welcome? You're welcome. Thank you. You guys, you guys make me sound better. We all got to boost each other up, right? Hmm. Got to got to lift each other up. It's... Yes fair yes anyways thank you guys for watching this episode of standard definition or listening remember you can get the show two weeks early on patreon patreon.com slash boss rush network for just one dollar 
you get standard definition and after dark two weeks early, the boss rush podcast three days early and boss rush presents three days early. Uh, Stoy, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on the EXP cast. We're a video game podcast in the boss rush network. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram there. And also my personal Twitter and Instagram Stoy MKE eight. Cool. Matt, where can we find you? You can find me everywhere I want to be at infinite underscore rewind. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's uh, several of the video game platforms. And uh, yeah, I I co-host three podcasts. One is called Story Route Zero. It's about video games that we are uh, where my co-host and I talk about games that we're playing. Uh, The second one is called Trivial Merit. It is about music, where my co-host Caroline and I uh, come up with playlists around a single artist or a genre. We create an eight-song playlist to get us to get us and hopefully the listener from a negative headspace to a positive one. And I also host or co-host a podcast with my friend Jesse about film. It's called Free Reeling It, and. Uh, both of the uh, Trivial Merit and Free Reeling It air every two weeks. And I think by the time this goes up, single episodes of the new seasons of both shows will finally be live. Yay. Yeah. Content, y'all. Y'all content. That's what it's about. Yeah. Speaking of content, you can find me at IamCoreyNHC on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me hosting the Boss Rush Podcast and Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast with Stoy, the joy. And uh, if you're into Destiny, you can find me hosting Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. And uh, find me on all other kinds of content here on the Boss Rush Network. Remember to like, subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you consume our content. Check out all of our stuff on bossrush.net. And we will see you next time on Standard Definition. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Peace. See you next time.